we're here with another episode of Stories of the Century. We're the Spontaniacs. And just to clarify how we do this, we have a variety of lines that were written by audience members at several shows. We've never looked at these lines. We're pulling them out of a bag. And we have several words from our fans. And Eric, are you going to pull one out of a bag? I will indeed, Sally. I'll just pick it up right now and make some noise with it. And I just stuck my hand in it, and I'm now grabbing a piece of paper, and I'm going to read it now. And the first word is... Wrinkle! And this word is for Will Hedgecock. Woo! Awesome. One of our, one of our longest fans. That's great. Yes! Measuring well over 60 inches. <laughs> Tall. Angie, do you want to pick one out? The word Angie is selecting is... And the next word is cat from Jeannie Mitchell. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay, so we have wrinkle and cat. And do you have the bag of suggestions for opening lines? All right, I'll reach Don't in there. What? Don't look at it. Oh, look at the bag. I don't like it's it so much. I can't reach the it's bag if I don't see the bag. I've picked the opening line and I've laid it here. Okay, but we won't look at it until we start the show. If even then. <laughs> Just kidding. The glamorous and high-rise Century Building has many stories, and this is one of them. These are Stories of the Century. Dramatized for your listening pleasure by The Spontaniacs. The Spontaniacs, America's finest improv group, makes you laugh up to 20% more than the leading improv brand. Here's improv brand A, surly, off-putting, constantly denying. Hey, Cheryl. My name's not Cheryl! Ow! Improv brand A makes children cry. <coughs> but here's the Spontaniacs, hilarious, witty, classically trained. We're funny. The Spontaniacs fills children's hearts with joy. And don't worry, Mom and Dad, the Spontaniacs are educational, too. Daddy, what's a Brazilian strip? <laughs> the Spontaniacs, funnier than you'll ever be. The Spontaniacs are not licensed by any political, ethical, or moral group and have no gender or religious affiliation. Side effects may include gagging, bearing, side stitches, nausea, and incontinence. Any or all these side effects as a result of Spontaniacs encounters. See your physician for more details. Remember the Russian boss at every Spontaniacs show. Spontaniacs in here may be closer than And now... Our next episode, Kitty Kidnapped. Don't panic. Write something stupid, Miss Jones. That should be easy. How about... Uh... Stop, Miss Jones. You're giving me a terrible headache. Bring me another glass of my famous cognac. Okay, I will get it from this lovely, opulent table here in your big, opulent office. Ah, yes. It's great here on the 23rd floor of the Century Building. I'm sorry about that horrible elevator accident, Miss Jones. I don't know what happened to the elevator except that many people were injured. That's okay. I'm not going to sue or anything. Well, Miss Jones, you're very kind. I think our relationship's going to have to change now. I... I've lost hundreds of dollars lately. Then there was that horrible brick movie that I tried to make with the fellow with the bad scar on his foot. That didn't turn out very well, and I lost hundreds of dollars on that, too. And now someone's 
extorting me. I'm in quite a bit of trouble. Why don't you come over here and massage the cramp out of my thigh? <laughs> Do you like it rough or smooth? Wait, wait. There's someone on the phone. Get that phone, Miss Jones, see who it is. This may be important. Hello? Hello? Who is this? I don't know. Who? I'm not asking if you can guess who I am. I mean, who are you? Oh, uh, this is Miss Jones. Oh, I might have known. Well, may I speak to Mr. Leonard Leroy, please? Yes? Now? Okay. Uh, let me figure out how to let him have the phone. Do I push a button, or do I just give you the thingy to talk in? Oh, Miss Jones. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Who is it? Hello? Is this Mr. Leonard Leroy? Yes, who's this? This is Cyril Sedgwick. I'm calling about a matter of mutual importance to us both. Cyril Sedgwick? Do I know you, Sedgwick? Do you work for me? I'll tell you what, Mr. Leroy. You meet me in 15 minutes in a certain dark booth in the diner on the first floor of this, the opulent Century Building, and you'll see whether you know me or not. Goodbye. What? What? Miss Jones! Miss Jones! Trace yeah. that call! Um, how do I do that? Damn it, Miss Jones. Well, here I am, in a dark little restaurant, waiting for someone named Cyril Sidgwick. I need a drink. Bartender! A drink over here. And tell that strange man in the corner that if his name is Cyril, I'm here to meet him. Sure, Mr. Leroy. You want your usual? Yeah, my usual. That's right. That's right. I come here often. That's right. Um, I... Well, you're usually pretty drunk, Mr. Leroy, so I can understand why you wouldn't remember being here. Or me, for that matter. Oh, you're a pretty one, you are. What's your name, sweet thing? You mean, you don't remember me? Um, yeah, I remember. You're, you're the cute one. My name is Betty Booby. Betty Booby, how can I forget? Betty Booby, come over here and give me that drink that you've been promising me and look around the bar and see if you can see anybody named Cyril. Well, here, I'll just lean over the table to hand you your drink. Huh, my God. My hands are shaking like a leaf. My heart's beating like a rabbit. Mr. Leroy, must you conduct yourself this way in a public place? Who the hell are you? Well, I'll just believe it. No, wait. Oh, damn it. I knew I would recognize you. Drink in hand as usual, you lush. I am Cyril Sedgwick. You recognize me now? Now I know who you are. You're the man who thinks he's got the goods on me. Well, I do, Mr. Leroy, and this time it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars to keep me quiet. I know that you've got the goods, and I know that you know about my cat. I do know about your cat, Mr. Leroy, and unless you pay me, everybody, everybody will know about you and your cat. Damn it, Cedric. How did you find out? Was it after the elevator accident? While I was raving in the hospital? While I was out of my head? While I was on drugs? While I was crazy with pain? Did you learn about the cat then? Yes. Ah. Can I get you something to drink? Yes, I'll have a glass of milk. Oh, milk, you say? Mr. Leroy, have you considered getting out of the movie industry? What? I'm the head of Langham Studios. I work out of office on the 23rd floor of the Century Building. My God, man, how would my genius be used? What would I do? 
You can go back to your original vocation, the one you're trying to pretend you had no connection with. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I know all about you and your movie studio. You put on this front of being the fine, upstanding citizen. But we know that there's a dark underside to your character that nobody knows about. You only know this because of the cat, don't you? Has the cat been talking? If you want to see your cat again, Leroy, you'll put $100 unmarked in a plain white paper envelope... And Uh, place it in the wrinkle of your sofa in the casting room. My God, man, I don't carry that kind of money around with me. What do you think I am? The head of Magnus Studios? Oh, fine. The wrinkle. How did you know about the wrinkle? Miss Jones told me. Oh. She's a most unusual receptionist. When I arrived yesterday, instead of taking down my name, she took down my trousers. Ah, damn it. And she's still wearing them. Okay, Sedgwick, I'll put the $100 in the wrinkle. I want you to clear out of here now, and I'm going to talk to Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, I've got $100 here that I need you to help me with. Oh, what do you want me to do with $100? You know that wrinkle on the couch? Yeah. No, oh, don't be talking like that now. That's going to make me kind of lose my track of what I'm thinking about here. You're gonna... <laughs> Miss Jones, look. Take this hundred dollars and put it in the wrinkle. It's something about a cat. You don't need all the details. I like cats. Yes. Well, there it is. Here, it's in the wrinkle. Yes, I see that. Miss Jones. Oh, stop that. Oh, Miss Jones. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> if you want to, we can make some more wrinkles. <laughs> yes, well, perhaps so. Well, Leroy, I've just come back from the hospital. I was checking up on everybody injured in that elevator accident. I hope everyone's all right. I didn't have time to see anyone after I left because I was in such a hurry. How are they doing? I'm afraid we won't know until probably next episode. Well, I've got my cat back now. She and I are reacquainted and doing well, but I need your silence. I need to make an offer to you that you perhaps could work with me in my studio in some way. Perhaps you could be my co-producer. I haven't seen Dirk Preston here for ages. I think after the elevator accident, he must be in a coma. That sounds like a remarkably good idea, Leroy. Besides, I have a notion that this Scarlet O'Hara on the boat film is going to be a smash blockbuster. Really, you think so? Well, we've got to get this production underway. It's been delayed because of that nasty accident, but we've got to get over that now. Let's forget the elevator and move on. Yes. And now, if you'll excuse me just a second, old boy, while I step into your opulent WC and get rid of that last milk. All right. Oh, went right through me. Ah, oh, damn it, another interruption. How am I going to get a movie made with people walking in all the time? Leonard, open the door to your opulent office. I know you're in there. Ah, enough. Leonard, let me in. Fine. Enough. Come in, come in. Let me introduce you to my new co-producer. Because, unfortunately, as you know, Edna, your husband's still in the coma. That's exactly what I'm here to talk to you about. I suspected you'd pull something like this, Leonard. I never thought you'd be quite so low. To replace Dirk like this with some low-life bullet. Look, Edna, I can't have a co-producer that's in a coma. How will he work? What will he do? How can I talk to him? I thought perhaps that I could take on his responsibilities. But, Edna... Roy, that opulent bathroom of yours is extraordinary. Um, Good Lord, what a fetchingly beautiful woman. And do I smell... 
Menthol cigarettes. Sedgwick, settle down there, man. This is a married woman. Cyril Sedgwick, let me introduce to Edna Preston, the wife of my original co-producer, Dirk Preston, who is in a coma. Oh, my sympathies, my dear. I do hope your husband doesn't recover. does recover quickly. In the meantime, please let me tell you how ravishing you look in that black dress, although a bit premature, isn't it? I prefer to wear black. It's slimming. After all, I am the wife of a man who's been in a coma. Who uh, knows what might happen? Look, Edna, give him my best. Tell him we're holding the job for him if he can get back tomorrow. Leonard Leroy, I should slap you. In fact, I think I will. Would you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Why, Leroy, I've just had a smashing idea. Why don't we get rid of that ugly woman with the red, green, and purple hair? And make Edna the star of Scarlet O'Hara on the boat. You mean you would replace Monique with me? That's right. You're not only attractive, but you've already got the wrinkles that we need. Yeah. And you won't have to spend all that time in makeup. That's not a bad idea, Cedric. But we're going to have to get rid of Monique as well as Manuel, her funny hairdresser. That shouldn't be terribly difficult to do. I understand his passport has expired. We'll and probably find him at the hospital at the bedside of Dirk. I don't know why he hangs out there so much. What am I going to do now that... You have another co-producer, and you only want me because I look old. I used to be beautiful once. You're still beautiful, darling. You're the best beautiful thing I've ever seen. Just step right into my casting room. Excuse me, Cedric and Miss Jones. You know what to do. Take it over. Well, Miss Jones. Yes? Something rather perturbing has happened. You mustn't tell Leroy. It's important that he not know. Why, certainly, Mr. Cedric. While Leroy was out for his afternoon drink... I went back into the casting room where the sofa is. Yes? I plunged my hand into the big wrinkle, and I pulled out something rather disturbing. <gasps> what? This shoe. <gasps> and what's more disturbing, this shoe has a foot in it. <gasps> I didn't dare go any deeper into the wrinkle to see what else might be down there. I want to know what you know about this, Miss Jones. Um, well... Yes? I, I don't know. Oh? I, um... I was just... I'm... Well? I'm just really, really... Yes? <laughs> uh, yes, yes? Um, um... Oh. oh, nice stalling, Miss Jones. We're out of time. Join us again next time for another opulent episode of... Stories... Of the Century. The preceding is a production of the Spontaniacs, all rights reserved to duplication in part or in whole without express permission from the Spontaniacs is a violation of applicable laws and subject to punishment as prescribed by statute up to and including fine and or imprisonment without regard to race, color, creed, or gender as relinquished in a fully developed treatise on the cacophony of post-nouveau renaissance transdermal liquidity as pertains to the hypotenuse of a right isosceles triangulated metamorphosis trajectory and its adjutant sequiturs. My gosh, I said all that without taking a breath. <laughs>